But let's face it, especially in this day and age, there are a lot of challenges today with women using their feminine power to be an effective businesswoman. And I see this challenge play out firsthand. In the, in the appropriate length skirt, not too short, not too long, appropriate length uh-huh. skirt, and boots, I got yep. more attention. And that's who I was naturally anyway. So it wasn't like I was trying to be somebody I wasn't. You know, many of you don't probably realize this, but besides helping people attract love, I actually work with a lot of women in attracting opportunity in their business and working with people with their body language and their first impressions. And, you know, it's how we come across. Our presentation is half the battle. But let's face it, especially in this day and age, there are a lot of challenges today with women using their feminine power to be an effective businesswoman. And I see this challenge play out firsthand. So, you know, I go into the field live and I see this being played out. And most of which, you know, people don't realize how they're coming across and what they're communicating. And with women in particular, they're very fearful they're very fearful to turn on their feminine power. And there's a fine line, right? And what they tell me is, you know, I, I don't want guys to just think of me as a sexual object. And, or they'll say, I don't like guys who just want me for my body and not take me seriously. Instead, they think that I'm just interested in them sexually. And here's the thing. I mean, there's a lot of nuances and things that play out in this, such as body language and first impressions and your social confidence. But, um, you know, there's nothing really inherently wrong with using feminine power when it's used right. Uh, I'll never forget. I want to just highlight this with an example. A woman hired me. I'll never forget this first call that I had with her. She hired me to help her with her networking skills. And she was very serious on the phone. It was all business. And she said, Kim, this is what I want you to do. I want you to come to San Francisco. I want you to watch me in various settings and tell me what I'm doing wrong so I can be an effective networker. Because for some reason, I'm just not making connections. And so I tried to crack a few jokes and, you know, try to get to know her. Well, she was not having it. She said, I, you know, so I'm interested how much she gave me her credit card and that was it. So I knew I had a little bit of work cut out for me, (laughs) given the lack of connection that I could even get with her on the phone. But when I showed up, we met in the hotel lobby. And of course, I'm in my red dress, all smiles and bubbly and just excited to get to know her and help her. And she shows up in this corporate suit. And I kid you not, with a very, very tight bun on top of her head. And she shook my hand in a very stiff manner. And she said, nice to meet you. And I threw up my hands and I gave her a big hug. I said, it's so nice to meet you too. <laughs> and she, she looked at me like deer in headlights. And from that moment on, I really had to have kind of a real talk with her about how she needed to let her hair down, literally, <laughs> figuratively, and metaphorically. And that 
it was okay and helping her give her permission to use her femininity and her femininity was her power. And I took her to various places and showed her how to do this. And by the end of the night, we got a ton of people's phone numbers who were very influential in her business. We went to different settings. It was a huge success. And not only that, I have to say, and this is just a side note, when we went out to happy hour, she was also asked out that night and she hadn't dated for a very long time. So a lot of these skills, you know, can kind of go hand in hand with your dating life. But with me on the line, I have a very, very powerful and sexy woman that I want to talk to today, Kendrick Shope. She is the creator of the Leading Sales Training for Women Entrepreneurs, the Sales School and Authentic Selling Process, which has created millions of dollars in revenue and new business for her clients. She is so badass. I can't wait to talk to her. Um, she hosts her own podcast and TV show that you have to check out called Sell Like a Woman that reaches nearly 100,000 followers in six continents. Her work has been featured on the Steve Harvey Show, NBC, Forbes. She's all over, and now she is here today. Kendrick, hi. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. Thank you for being on. I mean, I can't think of a better person than you to talk about this stuff. Now, I mean, I haven't met you in person, but my impression of you is that you are, you're such a badass in business and you really help so many women come into their confidence with selling, but you also are not afraid to use your feminine power. And I can see that <laughs> you are gorgeous. <laughs> and I love like how fun Thank you are you. as well. So I think you just like kind of walk the talk. Um, but anyway, I just, I don't even know your story. Like how did you get into all of this and really helping women? Yeah, I, you know, I would love to say it was just a straight line. I knew always what I was going to do, and I just followed the path. And but of course, it's it's not like that at all. It's a it's a very crooked uh, wrong turn here, wrong turn there. I I, I graduated from college. I'm not going to tell you my whole life story, but I graduated from college and took a sales job selling lumber mm -hmm. uh, in a predominantly man's world, and transitioned there uh, and became a top performing sales rep for a couple of pharmaceutical sales companies. And I was good at my job. I loved my job. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't want to continue this anymore. After I had my daughter, I was rocking her to sleep one night and she was about two years old, maybe three years old. And I said, you can be anything you want to be in this world. All you have to do is believe. And I told her that every night. And I realized one night she was going to wake up and say, mommy, was selling drugs your dream? The legal kind, obviously, <laughs> but was that your dream? And, and I was going to have to look this little girl in the face and say, no, mommy gave up on her dream. And so from mm. that point forward, I put her in the bed. We had double doors in our bedroom. It was We lived in Chicago at the time. And I burst through our doors in Chicago and said to my husband, get ready. I'm living a lie, but I am getting going on a mission to figure it out. Mm. And from there, I mean, it's, it, you know, it was, it was, it was still a bumpy road. I hired a life coach. I tried to be a life coach. I was a terrible life coach. I like to tell people what to do. I don't like to lead them to the answer. And eventually two really powerful women, uh, one by the name of Marie Forleo, one by the name of Jenny, she said, sweetheart, you are doing the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. You need to be selling. You need to be teaching people how to sell. And that's where Authentic Selling started. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, my God. Well, what did they see in you that they said you need to be selling? Like, what was it? Well, 
I mean, I had sold for over a decade, nearly mm-hmm. two decades. So, so, I mean, that's all I had done in the corporate world. I, I was, I was good at what I did. Jenny, she was actually in a mastermind with me and she said, I need to close some more of my sales calls. Anybody have a book I can read? And I said, you know, I can hop on the phone with you. I, I might be able to help. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good at sales. You know, I might be able to help. And 90 minutes later, she, that's when she said, you're making a huge mistake trying to be a life coach. This is what you need to teach. <laughs> Maria actually pitched mm-hmm. in a situation and she said, why are you being a life coach? You need to be teaching this. So I, I guess both of them had a chance to see me in action and they could see what I couldn't. I just, yeah. it was right there in front of my face, but I couldn't see it. Right. And that's so true though. And like, like everybody can always see things that you can't necessarily. I think that's true for all of us, you know, and then it's somebody that brings that out and says, Hey, you should be doing this. You're like, Oh yeah, that kind of feels good. So yeah, no, that's so cool. And I was just curious, like at that time, did you think about using your femininity in the way that you, you know, that you sold yourself and then you teach? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. My femininity, I mean, I'm super feminine anyway, so it would be really difficult for me to be anything but. Yeah. But, but when, you know, my first sales job was that, was that lumber, were those, those lumber yards in Eastern North Carolina. And you better mm-hmm. believe I played that up. I mean, it, every sales rep they saw all day long was a man. <laughs> so the yep. woman in the, in the, in the appropriate length skirt, not too short, not too long, appropriate length uh-huh. skirt, and boots, I got yep. more attention. And that's who I was naturally anyway. So it wasn't like I was trying to be somebody I wasn't. So, I, I, you know, yes, I used my femininity. Um, but I guess it's more along the lines of I used what I already was naturally, who I was naturally. Now, I do think men and women sell very differently. Uh, but, mm. but yeah, I, I absolutely played, played the female part, if you will, because <laughs> that's what I am and that's what I know. Well, and you do it so well. I could see it, you know, and um, well, and the thing that I see, and this is like what I teach too, is that, you know, part of femininity is being able to be real and authentic. And I know you have this whole like authentic selling process that, you know, taps into your emotions and like, because I always say, you know, people want to do business with people they like, not necessarily with somebody that is just, you know, a know-it-all, but then has no heart. And I think using femininity partly is using your heart, yet that realness that, you know, connects people to people. Yeah, I think so too. And you know, stereotypically, I mean, for a long time, and, and no disrespect to men mean meant by this, but for a long time we only had men to learn from. They were the people right. who went out and, and, and worked every day. You know, if you think back as, as early as, as nineteen fifty, I mean most of the women were staying home, even later than that probably. And mm-hmm. so men were the people who learned how to sell. Men were the people who learned how to go out and and pitch a product, pitch a service. And so when women entered the workforce, of course we had to learn from men and, and that's fantastic, but the times have changed, you know, research shows, obviously male, male brains versus female brains are very different. And so women are not playing to their strengths when they try to sell like a man, they're not playing to their strengths. I'll give you, I'll give you an example. When you go into an office and and your male counterpart says, we need to go for the clothes. We need to go for the clothes. We need to go for the clothes. Mm-hmm. And your intuition as a woman is saying, uh, no, we don't need to go for the clothes. That is what makes you a great saleswoman is listening to that intuition. Women have better intuition than men. It's a proven fact. 
And so mm-hmm. men may say, you need to go this way. You need to charge ahead like a bull. And a woman's intuition to actually know what the office is called wrong time to close. And so we do everything differently. And so mm-hmm. that's why this movement, I think, has taken, taken on with such, with such force and such vigor is it gives yeah. women a chance to go in and be successful, but to say, you know what, I don't have to do it the way you do it. The way you do it's fine for you. It doesn't work for me. Actually, I'm going to go in and I'm going to, you know, chit chat for a little while and I may not even ask for the clothes. Oh, that's yeah. scandalous in sales world. Right, right. Oh, I love this. I love it. Well, okay. So then what would you say to women? Because I think a lot of women are scared to sell that way because they don't want to be, you know, giving off the wrong message or, and they want to be taken seriously. So how do you get around that? Like, what would you say to women? Well, you know, I'm reminded of the first time that I sold in, I sold in pharmaceuticals that, you know, we had graduated from from sales school, they have sales school when you're a pharmaceutical salesperson. I graduated top in my class, mm-hmm. and my manager handed me a detail aid, basically a marketing marketing material, and said, "I want you to go in and I want you to ask for blah 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 blah." And I turned to him and said, "You know what? No disrespect, but no, I'm going to sell myself first. It's going to take me six months, and then this office is going to love me just like all my mm-hmm. other offices will, and they will trust me. And when people start shutting reps out, I will get back." So. I'm a relationship seller. I like relationships. I like to know about your kids. I like to know about what you're doing after work. Because at the end of the day, everybody's got a product they're pitching. So what gets you back behind closed doors is knowing your people. And that plays into the strengths of a woman. Because Mm -hmm. they they like and thrive off of relationships. And so what I would say to women who are afraid and want to be taken seriously is, Stop believing the lie that you will not be taken seriously. Who says you won't be taken seriously if you don't go for the clothes? Actually, you'll probably be taken more seriously because an aggressive person, female, not person, an aggressive female who goes in and goes, 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 goes. I'm Mm -hmm. sorry. It's true. You may not like it, but the office is going to dub you as the bitch. Yes. Oh my. Okay. So I want to pause here because this is so important and you know, what's interesting, what you just said about how femininity is really about building relationships and trust with people is such a good distinction. Um, you know, one of the women that I was working with, I, you know, she was the one that was scared. She was the one that was, you know, okay, all these guys, all they want to do is get in my pants and they just want to, they just think of me as an object. But the truth was, is that she was leading that way. And that was the only way that she could build relationships with men, because that's something that she learned early on. Right. So this is more of the therapist in me helping her kind of tie in that old behavior and what she was doing. So she was actually, it was her belief system. It was her value that she was putting on to the men, not the men doing it to her. So she was misunderstood constantly, but she created that. So I love what you just said in the fact that it really is about, first of all, how, how you see it. Because you said you love relationships. You love talking to people about their babies and all of that stuff. I mean, that's what it's about, but you have to first get clear what it is, what that relationship well, is. Well, you do, but I'm going mm-hmm. I'm, I'm to push it one step further. So what if every man you see wants to get in your pants? Like, I mean, I, exactly. okay, right, right. you can't control what a man is thinking when you walk in the door. And if you try, you've already lost. So right. I can guarantee you 
and I'm not some drop-dead gorgeous supermodel, but I can guarantee you when I was the only woman walking into leper yards, there were people who thought that. And so I could go in and I could be scared and I could have apology energy and I could try to show off my massive knowledge of lumber, which did not exist, or I could just go in and be myself. But I, I'm not going to adjust who I am because some man is thinking, oh, I, I, she's, she's pretty. I might like to get in her pants. Okay, great. Fantastic. Whatever. I don't have to react to that. Exactly. So I, exactly. I think that the, it really starts with what you're worrying about. You know, mm -hmm. am, am I worried I won't be taken seriously? Am I worried that if I don't close, I'll do this? Am I worried that he won't take, you know, he just really wants to ask me out? Okay, so what? You've got a job to do. Go do it. Love that. Love that. And then these are really good tips. What is an, like, is there another juicy kind of secret tool that you give to women and helping them kind of own their feminine power and selling? Well, I think that that thing the the first place to start with all women with selling mm -hmm. is that selling is the key to get anything you want. So even if you're not selling anything, ah. even if you are a mama and you're trying to sell your kid on going to bed on time, you are a salesperson. Even if you're a wife who's, who wants your husband to stop bitching at you all the time, you need to sell them on that. Selling mm -hmm. is the tool. It is the way to get what you want in life. And so the first thing is to know that, to acknowledge that. Selling doesn't have to be icky, sleazy, slimy, or gross. That's what's bully, pushy. That's what so many women think of it as. And that's because we've been sold to that way but there's a better way to do it. And when you flip the switch and say, selling is helping, selling is helping me get what I want. Selling mm -hmm. is helping other people by telling them about this amazing product or service or whatever. Then it feels a little bit more doable and a little bit more like something I want to know more about as a woman. So I think the first tip is just realize that selling is helping. It's the key that unlocks the door to what you want in life. That's awesome. No, that's so good. So I have a question. Has it ever backfired on you, like you personally, throughout this whole thing when you, you know, showed up in your feminine self and you're like, so what? I don't care what they think. Did it ever not work? Well, sure. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Not, I don't know. Not work, but I can certainly go into my head about it. I mean, I've been mm -hmm. told you need to get rid of your accent. You need to wear glasses because you're so Southern. You're, you, you sound stupid. You need to cut uh, your hair because you look like a prom queen. <laughs> that was years ago. That was, <laughs> that was maybe a baby later, a baby, about, about, you know, 20 years ago. But um, you should have showed up with a crown at that point to say, no, I should have. <laughs> I, I may yet, actually. Yeah, but, you, you know, I mean, of, of course that happens. And, and, and you, we have two choices. We can go into our head about it, which I have absolutely done. I'm human. And, and, and think, oh, God, well, maybe I should. I even asked my, you know, my media team the end of 2017, look, I'm still getting black about my accent. Do I need to hire a speech therapist? And unanimously, Steve and Hank were like, no. No. But I don't oh want to sound, sound dumb. So, yes, of course it backfires on me. Yeah. But the point is, is that, again, you have to kind of say either I can get in my head about it and worry about it, but that's the insecurity, or you can own all that you are and go in with confidence. And that's what sells. It's the confidence and, and knowing who you well, are too. Yeah. And, and, and just because you are walking in confidence doesn't mean, so let's use the, 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 the scenario of somebody wanting to get in your pants. It doesn't mean yeah that you can control what nasty things somebody may say to you. I have had, especially mm -hmm. selling lumber, I've had the most ridiculous stuff ever uttered to me. 
I can't control that. It wouldn't have mattered if I had worn heels that day or workman boots. Somebody still would have said something inappropriate. It is my reaction that I can control. Mm-hmm. Yes. Good point. It is. Well, like you said, it's, it's like any relationship or any interaction with a coworker. It is about the reaction and how, how you interpret things too. Cause you know, and, and the truth of the matter is you're only half the equation, right? It, it, you know, the other people have their stuff that they're putting on to you, or maybe they're jealous, you know, or somebody's who, who's threatened might throw out some stuff. But the bottom line, what you're saying is that, I mean, feminine, femininity is power. It actually really is power when you know how to use it and you own it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think rather than getting all wrapped around the axle about how am I going to be perceived and and what if I do this or what if I do that, you know, we should, we should stop wasting that energy and, and, and maybe worry about the things we can change. So I'll give you an example. There's this, this study done at Harvard several, several years ago. I call it real scientific name. I don't remember the scientific name, but I call it, call it the Heidi versus Howard study. Mm. And basically the, the, the a group of, of kids at Harvard were given um, an essay or a resume, a resume, I believe, and a cover letter, letter. And everybody was given the exact same resume, the exact same cover letter. The only difference at the top was the name. It was either Heidi or Howard, male or Ooh. female. Uh-huh. The audience was a mixed gender audience, and they were asked the same questions. Does Heidi sound like someone you'd like to work for? The majority of the population said no. The majority of the population said Howard sounded like a great guy they wanted to work for. Does Heidi sound like something you'd want to grab a beer with? The majority of the population said no. The majority of the population said yes to Howard. They even went on to ask people to elaborate, and people said, Heidi did not seem trustworthy. I thought she sounded like a bitch and would stab me in the back. Now, I may be taking a little bit of liberty with this because I haven't like, brushed up on the story in the last six months, but I'm uh-huh. close enough. Yeah. Heidi was the exact opposite. So let's control those things. Those are things that we as women have control over, how we perceive other women. When a woman walks in, and we do, and, and there's no judgment. I do it. We all do it. Mm-hmm. But let's fix those things rather than worrying about what somebody's thinking about you. Let's, let's change our thoughts about what we're thinking about other people. Let's, let's say, yes, femininity is power. And mm-hmm. let's embrace all forms of that so that we don't read somebody's resume and say, yes, she sounds like a bitch. I'm threatened by her. Yeah. Gosh, that's so interesting. Did they end up saying why that was? Like, did they actually break down what it was well, about the man? The, the premise, is, well, no, I mean, it's just, it was the exact same thing. So the premise is that this is uh, socialized into us from birth. Yeah. This gender, you know, and, and mm-hmm. I think that there's some truth to that. I think a lot of it is socialized into us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, for those of us with children, I think about that all the time. How, mm-hmm. Am I doing this? How do I not do this? I get in my head about it. I talk about not getting in my, in my head, but I get in my head about it. I don't want to pass that on to the next generation of kids. So mm-hmm. I, I think that was the point that some of this gender inequality stuff is socialized into us and we don't even think about it. I mean, you don't even think about it. It's the exact same stuff on the paper. The only difference is a name, male or female. Yeah. It's pretty telling. 
That is, that's amazing. Really interesting. Well, and it also, you know, because here's something I'm sure you hear this all the time and you experienced it. When a woman is working in a man's world, I see that women are trying to conform and be one of the quote unquote men rather than just... Again, embracing who they are as a woman to be effective. And it's backfiring on so many women because they're showing up even, and you know, given what I do for a living, they're showing up in, in literally the corporate suit with the tight bun in their hair and having the mannerisms of a man. And it, it's actually, it's, it's not gaining the men's confidence. It's just the opposite. In fact, you know, the, a lot of the men say they don't trust these women. Yeah. Yeah, and you probably heard me say. I mean, it makes me want to, and, and I get it. I understand it. I know, and that goes back to we were taught to do it the way a man succeeds. I get it, but we're not men. So it, <laughs> I, I, I was in, I was in a, a courtroom, gosh, several, several, several years ago. And I remember looking, I had on like some bright green suit. I had on a suit. It was like bright green. Oh, my and, God, I uh, love it. Green. Mm-hmm. And everybody else had on black, all the male lawyers, all the female lawyers, all the, mm-hmm. everybody had on black. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, my God, I stick out like a sore thumb here. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that there's, there's so much to be said for rather than the next thought being, oh shit, I should have worn black and I should have this and I should have that. And people aren't going to trust me and people aren't, okay, well, this is who I am. I, I like this emerald suit. I look good in this emerald suit. So that's how I showed up. Oh my God. I got to see that emerald suit now. Like I'm dying to see that. (laughs) It's so funny because I went to a networking event the other day and I wore a red dress. Okay. So I I did it one step further. And the thing is, is that this networking event was all people who graduated Yale. I did not graduate from Yale, I'll tell you right now. And they were all lawyers. So I couldn't be in a more like different kind of environment than me. But I walked in with my red dress and I walked out with maybe mm, 15 business contacts that actually, you know, were really, really good contacts and I did business with. Why? Because I wasn't trying to conform to your point. I... I used my femininity and, and it was power and it wasn't like I was using it inappropriately. It was just, we are women. You're right. And not to conform to that. So, oh my God, this well, is when is conforming. Where is, oh, I'm sorry. I interrupted you, but when is yeah, conforming ever paid off? Right. I mean, right. Let's, let's think about it historically. So mm-hmm. the gay and lesbian community who were told you have to stay in the closet because nobody will accept you that didn't that didn't play out well for them I mean uh, no when you were squashing who you are supposed to be and I'm not comparing being a woman to being gay and lesbian and having to hide in the closet at all but I'm just saying that's never played out well throughout history trying to conform trying to be something you're not you're going to sell less you're going to get less of what you want and you're going to be miserable you can take that to the bank Oh my God. Amen. (laughs) No, it's so true. It is so true. And there's so many ways that that shows up in life. Well, I just want to highlight some of these awesome tips that you gave because it really, I really want the women to hear this is that this, our femininity is power. It's something that you teach and you live. And so do I. And the first thing is, is that whole trust factor, you know, building relationships. And I think as women, that's something really palatable, something really easy that, you know, cause we are relationship oriented, but really get clear and what that relationship is. The second thing is don't worry about what other people think you do you, 
right? I love, love that because so what if the guy wants to get in your pants? You know that that's not what you want, so it doesn't matter. You go after what you want, but you have to be clear of that. The third thing is, is to sell. Believe in yourself that you are a salesperson and that selling isn't icky. It's selling as a way to get what you want. But again, you have to be clear on what you want. And finally, don't get in your head. Be confident and just go after it. So these were awesome tips, Kendrick. Thank you. Oh, no, thank you. Thank you. And I realize a lot of that's easier said than done. You have to, you know, yeah. don't get in your head is, is theory, right? Well, okay, right. great. How the frick do I do that? One step at a time. You recognize one place where you're limiting yourself or you're getting in your head. I'll tell you what I used to do just really quickly. Yeah. I gave that voice in my head. A, a name. Uh, I learned this from Martha Beck. I can't, I will not take credit for it because it's her mm. genius. But I gave that voice in my head. I called it my lizard. And I started to recognize every time I said something bad about myself or to myself in my head, like, um, he just wants to get in your pants or you're not smart enough to be in that room with a group of Yale lawyers or whatever. I started and I would, I would literally say, thank you so much for that lizard, that voice in my head. <laughs> go, mm -hmm. go sit in the corner. I don't need you right now. I almost like became an inner, <laughs> an inner schizophrenic, right? Like, thank you for that. I'm sure you're trying to protect me some way and I get to flip out of my way because I have got stuff to do. <laughs> I love it. No, it's so funny that you said that because I, I use the term gremlin in the same way that you yeah, said. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. Old tape, gremlins, whatever it is. Those are like... It, it, it are messages in your head that don't serve you, whatever you want to call it. And to give them a timeout or bury them and create new, you know, people for yourself. So, you know, a new wizard or, or not even gremlin anymore. It's, it's your prince or princess, whatever, you know, you can rename it as well. So yeah, that is an awesome tip. Well, Kendrick, this is, I could just keep talking with you. I'll have to have you back on for sure, because there's a lot of topics here that I think we could talk about, go on and on about. Um, well, how can people find you? And do you have anything like fun coming up that you want to share with the audience? Oh, thank you so much. So you can find me pretty easy, kendrickshope.com, just like it sounds, K-E-N-D-R-I-C-K-S-H-O-P-E.com, kendrickshope.com. And no, you know, we, we launch our sales school once a year in July. So we spend most of the year getting ready for that. And so that's what we're doing now. I think we're going to have an authentic selling live event in March here in Bentonville, Arkansas, which I'm super excited about just the collective power of women being together and, and, and talking about how to get what we want and how to sell more. But yeah, we have fantastic free tips. I am I am committed to giving free tips and, and on, on the website. That's the best way to find me. Oh my gosh. Well, check her out. So thanks for joining me today. This has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And I am super excited to announce something new coming up, a challenge where I will, in just 21 days, help you get the unstoppable confidence, personal style, and magnetism you deserve. It's called how to Rock Out a Great First Impression, the 21-Day Challenge that Hooks the Looks and Seals the Deals. You like that? I love that title. I will be with you for 21 days starting November 28th, so you got to hop on it. And I'm going to give you practical tools that you need to develop a new image like we were talking about on this podcast that will build confidence and strengthen you emotionally, mentally, and physically. And it's only for 47 bucks, so you got to check it out. I hope you'll join. Just 
click the link that you see in the show description, and I hope I will see you there. Stay tuned until next week with more tips on how to feel and look fabulous every day. Thank you.